That's what it is. I'm just so strong and talented. Nothing will, nothing will ever stop me. Nothing. I can't be stopped. No power in the verse. No power in the verse can stop me. <laughs> That's awesome. My motherfucking leaf on the wind, bitches. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's my favorite. Oh, goodness. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Next Two Nerds. My name is Lynn, and that's the first time I've said that on, on this podcast, and it, it feels heckin' good. Yeah! Heck yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Super psyched, dude. Thanks, dude. And my name is Shannon, and death is only the beginning. Heck yeah, I mean, true. True facts. It sounds ominous, but it will make sense later. <laughs> <laughs> good to know. I mean... That's generally the vibe we kind of roll with, so so it's, yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So yeah, what's up, everybody? I'm I'm going by Lid now because uh, my I've I've never felt super uh, uh, an identification with my name. I I'm generally a pretty like non-binary uh, identifying person, and finally got to the point where I was like, you know what? This is this is not who I am, and I need to be who I am. Because if I don't do it now, when am I going to do it? So what's Absolutely. up? Absolutely. Here, here is me. Me, me is is I. How, yeah. How's it going? <laughs> well, I love you, and I'm super psyched for you, and I think it's fucking awesome. No, thanks, bud. I love you too. And you are officially Lynn on all of our socials, and you are Lynn in my cell phone. So heck yeah, it feels good. Everything's yeah, everything's up to date. It's it's felt very nice for everybody to like call me by that name, and I still get a little bit emotional every time. So it's yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm so excited for you. This is a great chapter in your life. It's beginning. Thanks, dude. It feels good. It feels heck good. Yeah. My body is is wrecked from from the exercising from yesterday, but that feels good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. But that, that's just the the pain that means that you know the the super muscle times are coming. Exactly, so. exactly. Yeah. That's that's actually my my meh of the week is is that my body just won't <laughs> <laughs> just won't magically be a ninja. Like, come on, come on, dude. We wanted this for so long. Just suck it up, suck it up, muscles. <laughs> Choke it's on like it. Once you hit a certain age, there's just the bounce back. It's not really a bounce. It's more of a, a shuffle. Yeah, it's more of a gradual crawl. <laughs> <laughs> you slowly, you know, eke yourself to, to the finish line of feeling like you didn't just get wrecked. <laughs> exactly, that a truck didn't just hit you and your body's like, no, no. I'm like, yes, fuck you. <laughs> I want this. Take that, 30s. Hey, screw you, 30s. Screw you, adulthood. I don't want this. Aggressively doing push-ups while crying. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. That's that's my Saturdays now, so. It's... <laughs> Aggressively training to be basically a ninja while crying is my Saturdays. So it's, you know... It's everything that I wanted. I'm living that anime life, so I can't complain. I was going to say, that's like super anime vibes right now. <laughs> so, you know. But, but yeah, I do wish that my body would just suck it up the next day. But, you know, 
other than yeah. that, solid solid week full of fun video games and not having work and and chilling out, doing all that good stuff. What about what about you, Shannon? What's your how was your week? What's your meh? How how are things? Uh, things were things were pretty good this week. Um, I mean, the prior week was not great, um, mm-hmm. as you know. Both of my pets were super sick, um, and I was freaking out about it. And there was just like animal poop everywhere. Yeah, there awful. were some there were some poop issues. <laughs> there were there were poop <laughs> issues. Um, but this week, everyone's feeling better. Everything seems to be going good. So yay! I don't oh, really good. have too much to complain about. So instead, I'm gonna pay forward my good fortune and do two shout outs. Ooh, do it! <laughs> uh, so. My friend Terry and his friend Michael, they've started a pop culture podcast that's all about Britney Spears. Yes. Um, uh, Terry knows nothing about her, and Michael knows everything, seemingly. Uh, so they're going to go through different eras of her life and career. Uh, it's super fun and informative. And, like, I can say as someone who knows next to nothing about Britney Spears, aside from the fact that, like, hit me baby one more time. Was yeah, a thing. was a very important um, thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I listened to the first episode, and it's super fun. They're both great. They're really, like, friendly and, like, fun to listen to. So check them out. It's called Thank You, Brittany, and it's available on all your favorite podcatchers, and you can find them on Instagram at thankyabrittany. Nice. I, I have to check out that first episode still. I'm in the same position as you were. I remember her being a thing, and liked some of her songs but I was definitely such a such a trying to combat the the girl that I did not feel like I was at that age uh oh, right. I was like, I was averse to like all femininity in in pop culture <laughs> yeah yeah goth high school me was not listening to Britney Spears absolutely like, not. not yeah that's not what happened but uh it, yeah it's a super fun listen so if if you're even curious and you don't care about Britney Spears at all, I would say still listen to it because it's really entertaining and kind of surprising. So. It sounds like such a good time, and I love learning stuff about things that I don't know about already. So, yeah, check, yeah. And check him out. Terry is a lovely human, so I, I just want to support everything he does forever. Yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, my other shout-out is my friend Josh, your friend Josh, friend of the podcast, Josh. Josh, Josh. <laughs> um, he has launched an actual play D&D podcast. Yes. Ashes of Athis, and it's a 5th edition adventure set in the Dark Sun setting, which is like a post-apocalyptic desert world called Athis. Um, I listened to the first episode, it's super rad, I'm excited to go on the adventure with them. Uh, Josh is a really good DM, like, I can just tell already, he's just, he's solid, and the characters are really cool, so it looks like it's gonna be fun, and you can jump right in at the beginning now, and it's uh, Ashes of Athis on all your favorite podcatchers, and you can find them on Twitter at One World Pod. Yeah, I, I'm always down for a new D and D podcast. So absolutely. yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and it's it's nice to find something that you can get in at the ground level because, like, I know we we both listen to a lot of stuff that has a guard gargantuan back catalog and sometimes that can seem super intimidating oh right? yes i am very behind on critical role i am very oh, very same. behind <laughs> yeah and 
you know, like I'm listening to Friends at the Table and I listen to Adventure Zone and, you know, the Broadswords and they're all great. And it's just, it's always nice to get it on the ground floor because you're like, yes, I'm starting this from the beginning with right. everyone. Right, <laughs> it's, exactly. It's a cool feeling. Yes. Yeah. So check those out if you are so inclined. They're, they're pretty nerd adjacent, so they should be cool. Heck yeah. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we love we love our nerd friends. We do, we do love our nerd friends. We love all of our gosh dang nerd friends. <laughs> Did you do all your bunny day stuff? We're, oh, also, yeah, happy Easter, Shannon. Holidays. Oh, yeah. I don't remember. It's, listen, I spent two years in Japan. I don't remember, like, what days <laughs> American holidays are anymore. It's the, you know, like, I'm... I'm agnostic. Bobby is an atheist. Um, you know, yeah, I was raised same. super Catholic. Um, but, also same. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good excuse to eat hard-boiled eggs. Exactly. Uh, like, and bunnies are cool. Bunnies are rad. And then, you know, if you look at the whole pagan history of it, and like, you know, the, the coming of spring, and Ostera, and, you know, there's there's cool shit. You exactly. Know? So, exactly. Celebrate the day. Celebrate sure. the day with something. Yeah, we're we're gonna eat some ham later. Heck so. yeah, ham it up. <laughs> ham it up. Yeah, and I I did drop into Animal Crossing and um, do the bunny day stuff today, which honestly was kind of a letdown. Um, yeah. There's some there's some new items that you could buy um, at you know Tom Nook's store, but there's no new DIYs. And it's pretty much the same as last year. Like, Zipper wants you to make all of the DIYs. And if you already made them last year, he recognizes that you have made them. And he gives you the bunny day wand. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get to play it last year. So I did not suffer through the same thing that everybody else did. So it was fresh to me, but still kind of like, still the same old stuff with the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't have the hatred for Zipper that everyone else seems to have. Like, I get it. You know, it's... It's a game that's geared towards, you know, a lot of small kids, and it's something cute and fun, and they're, they're trying to make it happen, and that's fine, you know. I, uh, I watched a very interesting thing that was like, um, Zipper the Bunny might be your dad, because it's very clearly someone in a costume, and, you right. know, everything right. seems to be very geared towards you as the player and not everyone else, so. Yes, yes. Yeah, y'all go that's watch that game theory. That was a lot of fun, actually. That's <laughs> some good headcanon. Like, maybe stop sneaking up behind zipper with an axe yeah yeah if that's your dad that's not you know like, generally you know, not a, a respected thing in society to do don't chop chop your dad in a suit. <laughs> don't right? don't go lizzie borden <laughs> on your dad please thanks yeah so it was you know it was fun like it's cute to see the villagers in their little egg outfits that i was do i do love them with their little egg outfits yeah i i enjoy them celebrating whatever day it is um, yes that's that's always a good time and i got a new villager uh who moved in today so i got ship which i'm pretty excited about oh ship's supposed to be a very a very popular villager from what i understand he's super cute like i'm pretty i'm pretty down with the dogs in in animal crossing like i have benjamin now and uh i also have fuck what's her name gracie maybe i think that's her name I think Gracie. It's one of the other one of the other dogs and now I have Shep. I'm still on the lookout for Goldie who is, you know, like the the, the classic. The classic, the pinnacle. Yeah, of and Lucky. Lucky is another big one. 
Yeah, yeah. But I, I have, have no have dogs, actually. You have no dogs? I have zero oh. dogs. Well, I'll have to, if one of them goes in boxes, I'll let you know and you can come snag them if let, you want a dog. Let me know. Yeah, I haven't had a dog yet. It's good. Yeah. Huh, interesting. Yeah, so if you need an island dog, I'll let you know when one of them is, is hopping on. Oh, out. thank you. Of course, dude. I'm that gathering. Is- I'm gathering many like Japanese-themed villagers unintentionally. Just kind of happened, but they've been my favorites so far. Oh, that's so funny! I just ran into um, when I was recruiting a villager. I ran into Kabuki. He's so island. good. He's yeah, so fucking I like, good. I wonder if Amy has that. I do. <laughs> I got him fairly, like maybe six months ago. I want to say recently. I thought but... you did, but I wasn't a hundred percent. And then I was like, maybe I should invite them. And then I was like, oh, I'm holding out for Goldie. He's very good, and he has all Japanese-themed things in his house, and it's, oh, he just awesome. he just has, like, the little squat toilet in the corner. It's just a weird thing for... Fuck yes. <laughs> Fuck yes. I love that shit. I love it when they give you, like, a fucking bidet, and, like... Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's Real so talk, good. though, I hate those fucking squat toilets. They're the worst. Like, I get it. They're more sanitary because you're not touching anything, but it's very awkward. That's uh, you have to you have to like build up your thighs before you can use. Yeah, them. yeah, it, and it's just it's weird. It's it feels like a very awkward position to be doing your business in. Like I don't know. <laughs> At least when you're sat down, you're like okay. I can sit and do my thing, but no, you're like just sitting there squatting. There's no, there's no using your phone on the toilet with a squat toilet. I mean, maybe there is, but I would be I would be afraid. <laughs> That compromising position. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we've strayed so far. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to toilet talk. Welcome to toilet talk with <laughs> with your favorite with your favorite potty pals. <laughs> oh, amazing. Oh God. All right. So yeah. Um. Let's let's do our crushes of the week. Um. I can't remember who started last time. I don't remember either. My brain not so good. My brain's not so good either. I'll, I'll start, I guess, because, um, I've got one theme to kind of, uh, you know, last, uh, this past week was Trans Day of Visibility, which is kind of what I did my thing and what a lot of people did their good things. Um, side note, you know, whoever you are, however you identify, whether you've chosen to be visible now or not, we love you and you're awesome and you're perfect and keep being awesome and perfect. Absolutely. However you're comfortable existing, we support you and think you're super rad. Heck yeah. So speaking of people who are super rad, um, I want to talk about one of my favorite, well, really just one of my favorite creators recently, uh, Noelle Stevenson. Oh my god, yay! I love, I love them. They're so good. Um, so good. So for those of you not aware, Noelle Stevenson is a, a kind of comic artist creator of She-Ra. Uh, is the, the new She-Ra series is her biggest thing. Um, and is, uh, it is, identifies as, let me scroll into it and get it absolutely right so that I don't totally mess this up. Um, so, yeah, she's transmasculine and bigender, which basically means she identifies by most pronouns, um, is, was assigned female at birth, but tends towards more masculine traits, but considers herself bigender, so. It seems like, from, from what I've gone through on her pronouns, you know, pretty much everything is okay, 
Um, you know, mm-hmm. if I am wrong, please let me know. But I, I'm going to try and refer to they, them for now, since they identify as both kind of fluidly. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, they are freaking awesome. Uh, they're, they've recently had, um, I don't know if you saw their post on Twitter recently. Um, she had, uh, had a recent post about, uh, going through a top surgery and yes, yeah, I follow, I follow them and I follow their spouse, Molly. Yes. Who is also a lovely human. Um, yeah, yeah, they, uh, so they did their top surgery recently and did a comic about the, the, how that made them feel and it's i highly recommend checking it out just such a such a person who who speaks feels like it speaks so easily and identifies so easily to all of the anxieties and things that are going through not only things that you know non-binary or or people in the lgbtq community feel but just in general feels like a very real and understanding human yeah, absolutely. Just very, like, a human experience that is shared, for sure. Yeah. And, um, God, if She-Ra is so good, I I highly, if you have not checked out She-Ra, like, yeah, um, they've also done, they, they write a lot for Marvel now and do things with Thor, but, God, do I highly recommend the, the most recent She-Ra. It's, it's very good. It's so fucking good. Incredibly LGBTQ friendly, incredibly like it just, you know, has so many awesome people involved with it from the voice actors to the the animators and the writers. And I just can't recommend enough how much I love what they did with that, that whole character, because it's it's one of those ones because, yeah, He-Man was was great, but it was, you know, it was a thing for, you know, it was a product of its time. (laughs) Very much so, yeah. And the original She-Ra and uh, Adora character is very much, like, the product of its time, but, you know, yeah. I I love where they went with it, and, God, it's so freaking good. Yeah, it's, it's a very smart update of, like, a dated property. Yeah. And, and it's great, because it's, it's on a, it's, it's not just, you know, some weird animated series on YouTube. Well, while those are awesome and great, and I love all of the ones that I've been watching recently, but mm-hmm. for this to be a thing that is, like, on Netflix and a popular animated series about a really popular animated character and having so much representation in the, you know, LGBTQ community is just... God, yeah. it was... I just remember everybody being so fucking excited and thrilled. It, it's rad. It's so rad. Yeah. It's super rad. And, yeah, they're just such a non-problematic person. They support so many good things and so many good people. Uh, they're always trying to do the, the right thing. They're they're involved in so many awesome comic stuff now. Um, I hope to see so much more in the future. I can't wait to see all of the different things that they come up with. Um, yeah, I just really love Noel Stevenson, and I just wish for the best for them going forward, and I can't wait to see all the rad, awesome comic stuff that comes out, because, god damn it, the, the comic community and the the animation community in general needs more representation and needs more people who are willing to 
get as many different kinds of people involved in it. And it's just such a good step forward to seeing a younger artist, like someone who is, you know, in our generation, who is like, yeah, let's let's fucking do this the right way. So Noel Stevenson, you're freaking awesome. I can't wait to see all of the awesome things that you continue to do. Crush of the week, 110 percent. Also fellow December birthday, so, you know. Oh, that's rad. Heck yeah. Yeah, Lumberjanes is my fucking shit. Yeah. So good. Heck yeah. The, the art is really cool in Lumberjanes, too. The art is awesome, yeah. Like, it's funny when I, like, every time I've read that comic, I'm always like, I have that outfit. I wore that outfit. <laughs> I still wear that outfit. <laughs> I'm wearing it right now. <laughs> oh, God, I'm wearing that right now. Yeah, um, they're they're fucking awesome, and I'm obsessed with their spouses' um, Lord of the Rings canon yes. stuff that they've done, where it's like Sam and Frodo is this adorable like domestic couple. Oh, it's so yes, good. yeah, so good. Yeah, and they're okay. such an adorable couple, and I love them so much. <laughs> yeah, I. It sounds so cheesy to say, but like I just I love love, and I love seeing two people who are so well suited to one another just being happy together it's like fuck yes awesome it's it's very good it's very good yeah. and and again they're both like younger people and i'm excited to see where they go and it's nice to see like people from my generation represented in such a an awesome way and to see them doing such awesome freaking things and you know yeah and both of them have won eisner awards because they're freaking awesome and you know so fucking cool yeah so cool so, yeah, not a lot to say about them yet because they're just awesome and they've only recently done all of their awesome things. But I, I just love them and can't wait till to see all the other awesome fucking stuff that they do. So, yeah, so much more to come. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Heck, yeah. So how about you, Shannon? Who's your crush of the week? Oh, man, my crush of the week is uh, another one that has just been enduring since it started um so as some people might have been able to tell from my my little opening quote uh i rewatched the first two mummy movies yeah i get that <laughs> mm-hmm. oh i'm so oh my gosh shannon you didn't you didn't do it uh so so my crush of the week is the one the only brendan fraser heck yeah it is god i fucking love that nerd oh good and pure and wonderful he's like the original himbo like he really is but like (laughs) the unproblematic himbo like he's just like yes the big smile the the soft heart the big beefy shoulders like he is just like oh you are just you are just a a little marshmallow peep sir right he is i just i yeah i i fucking love him so much um he stars as Rick O'Connell in the late 90, early 2000 Mummy movies. God, was but that his first... name? Rick, Rick O'Connell? O'Connell? God. Yeah. Isn't that wild? I yeah. kind of forgot about that. I didn't even remember what that character's name was. Like, I just, I, you know I it's Brendan Fraser. Him, I always just call the character Brendan Fraser in The Mummy. That's like the whole phrase I say. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. You, that's, he doesn't have a real name. <laughs> was when I was 11, I saw Encino Man, where oh. the title Caveman, opposite our boy Sean Astin, 
And 90s forgotten staple, Pauly Shore. Oh, gosh. Gone but not forgotten, Pauly Shore. <laughs> oh, man. And it's one of those sweet, weird movies that could never have existed outside of that small window of time. Right. Like, oh, absolutely. Just, yeah, it's fucking bonkers. Um, and he was also in George of the Jungle. Like, yep. holy beefcake in a loincloth. Like, yeah. that is, like, peak shredded man in in a movie for no reason so Um, true he said of himself that he sees himself in that movie and he just sees like hamburger he's like what was that like what (laughs) (laughs) oh that's basically Um, that's basically it yeah yeah um he was in a remake of bedazzled with liz hurley uh which is super fun he was in Blast from the Past with Christopher Walken, which, if you've never seen it... Uh, a classic. Classic. <laughs> a, classic. A beautiful classic. So um, And then he's also done, like, some really emotional, dramatic stuff, like School Ties, which is such a beautiful movie, um, and Gods and Monsters. And uh, last but not least, the cinematic masterpiece that is Airheads with Steve Buscemi <laughs> and Adam Sandler. Lest oh, we God. fucking forget. Lest we forget. Um, God, the 90s were wild. The 90s um, were very wild. <laughs> yeah, I, just insane. And um, my my favorite thing is, if you have never listened to the commentary on the original Mummy movie, it is just him watching the movie and just like chuckling and laughing and excitedly pointing stuff out by oh, himself it. it's so good it's so wholesome um, i need to rewatch that it's been it's been a minute oh so good yeah um and i found out like cool stuff about him that because you know like i've always loved him and thought he was just like lovely and sweet but because he's unproblematic there's never really been a reason for me to look heavily into him you right, know? Like, right. Nothing crazy ever happened. So you were just like, oh, Brandon. But um, <laughs> he was born on December 3rd in 1968 in Indianapolis, Indiana, which I feel like explains a lot. He's just like a sweet Midwestern boy. I get know? that. But, I get that. Yeah. Like, uh, both of his parents are Canadian and he holds dual citizenship, which is kind of rad. That is rad. Um. He made guest appearances on King of the Hill and The Simpsons, which I didn't know. Um, He's done stage work both in the West End and on Broadway, which I also didn't know. Oh, wow. I did not know that either. Yeah, I I was... Not that I should... It's not like he's a bad actor, but I was just a little surprised because he didn't strike me as particularly stagey. Yeah, right. Um, And I found out that he played Clifford Steele, um, a.k.a. Robot Man, in the Titans TV series, and then reprised that role in the spinoff series Doom Patrol, which um, I believe is on HBO Max right now. I just added it to my queue. I've never seen it, but... Oh, you have to let me know how that is. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep you posted. Um, and I guess in January of this past year, it's announced that he's going to be in an upcoming Darren Aronofsky film. So that's kind of cool. Nice. A little bit of a... A renaissance going on. Renaissance. <laughs> um, there's, a, there's such a, a kindness and a softness of spirit about him that you can kind of feel through the screen. And I love that he's just like this uber-masculine, action-y dude, but 
with this vulnerability that makes him just seem incredibly warm and genuine. Yes. Um, I read this super lovely interview with him where he talks really frankly and openly about his struggles with depression. I guess he did all of his own stunts for those movies, and as a result of that, uh, he had to have several surgeries over a period of several years, including, like, a partial knee replacement, a laminectomy, and vocal cord surgery. Oh, God. So that shit fucked him up. Um, And then, like, within the span of a year, he got divorced and he lost his mom. And all of that stuff together with, like, his pre-existing health problems kind of spiraled him into a depression that left him pretty staggered. Oh. That's kind of, like, when he really disappeared from Hollywood. Like, he just kind of stopped being and stuff because he just couldn't be present. And he's so open and guileless about it. And as someone who lives with depression and anxiety, it made me feel a little more smitten with him because that openness and vulnerability is so important from someone who typically in our society, men like him aren't supposed to feel like that. Right. You you wouldn't expect that to be who yeah, he is. Like, action stars don't cry. Right. Um, Which is bullshit. It, also total bullshit yeah and i just i love that he bucks that stereotype because vulnerability is sexy as hell heck yeah it is when very masculine presenting men show so much of it it you know it gives me hope and i feel like it it shows you know everyone that it's fine to feel your feelings like fucking be in them you know yeah exactly feel feel your dang feelings god and like in the same interview he uh tells about a horse that he found out was being bullied by other horses on the farm it was living with so he went and he bought that horse and brought it home so it could just like live a nice quiet life and now they're like best friends oh oh i want to be i want to be Brandon Frazier's friend right (laughs) i want to hang out with him and his horse i like not to mention he's like he's just physically like he's just a really good looking dude he's just like this oh yeah like, that easy smile, those big blue eyes. Uh, and the fact that he's been in Hollywood for 30 years and been completely unproblematic. Yeah. Like, Yeah, that wow, means a lot. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, all of, all of those things rolled up just make him, like, the perfect, like, huggable, like, I just want to, like, hold his hand and maybe play Scrabble Crush of the Week. Yeah, so, absolutely. Brendan Fraser, eternal love for you. And uh, everyone go rewatch the Mummy movies. <laughs> yes, I'm I'm eyeing my my box set of the three Mummy movies. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. I'll yes. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it for Brendan Fraser and also for The Rock. You know. <laughs> now I'm thinking of that that meme the the do it for him with the little picture. <laughs> yes. <and> like, oh. <laughs> oh, he's such Brendan a sweet. Fraser. I'm so happy to know that he's such a sweet man. Like that's. It, it, yeah, it warms my heart. So happy. Like what you see on the screen is like actually him just like being himself, and it's just like, oh, I just want to hug you. No, oh, that's that's fucking great. That's so awesome. Yeah. I love to hear that. Heck yeah. Yeah, you love to hear it. Oh, that's a really good crush of the week. Heck yeah. Thanks, dude. Yeah, it made me really oh, happy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that makes me happy too. Yay. Yay. <laughs> do you wanna do you wanna tell me about your your D and D? Did you theme them together? I, I absolutely fucking themed them. Heck yeah, I so had... did I. Go for it, dude. Yeah. Uh, so for my D and D, 
I did Imhotep the mummy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, play, played by Arnold Vosloop, uh, famously in A Loincloth and Very Little Else. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He's the ancient high priest of Osiris and advisor of Seti I, who was entombed and cursed for his crimes of murdering the pharaoh and having an affair with an ox and a moon. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> he is the only known victim of the Homdai, the most evil of all ancient curses. I, of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for race, I did a little poking around, and on our favorite D&D wiki, I found one called Revenant. A revenant forms from the soul of a mortal who met a cruel fate. It claws its way back into the world to seek rega- revenge against the ones who wronged it. Nice. A revenant exists only for revenge. They are tethered to this world by their anger and seek material form to carry out its perceived righteous vengeance. I mean, yeah, that's, that's yes, <laughs> spot on. Basically the plot of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you get a feature called divine justice. So no magic can hide your prey from you. It, You know its direction and distance and... You can find it no matter what plane of existence that it's on. If the Revenant's body is destroyed, its soul will seek out a new corpse so that it can resume its hunt. So there's nowhere to hide, and it's never stopping. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for uh, your mortal form, you get the same ability as the mortal form you inhabit. So as a Revenant, you can body jump, but you then have the stats of the corpse you inhabit. So, like, an example, if you are in the body of a mountain dwarf, you'll get plus two strength. But if you switch to a human body, that'll all change to plus one to all your ability scores. So it's like, you have to keep track. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Yeah. You get a, a feature called undead, which you count as undead for all spells and abilities that affect the undead. You do not need to eat or breathe, but you can ingest food and drink if you wish. Instead of sleeping, you enter an inactive state for four hours each day. You don't dream and are fully aware of your surroundings and notice approaching enemies and other events as normal. Okay, very cool. Which is kind of cool. So it's like a weird sort of like trancey, you know, meditation-y sort of thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You also get dark vision and poison resilience, which... Makes sense, you know. Yeah. You're yeah, spooky you mummy. Did. You, you you're dead. dead. You're spooky dead mummy. You're looking <laughs> in the dark and you're not getting poisoned. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you get this feature called adversary. So together with your DM, you decide which being or beings are marked as your specific adversaries. And once they are marked, you can always pursue them no matter the distance or direction. You will always be able to figure out where you need to go to get to them and if they die you will know no matter where they are oh that's cool i like that yeah yeah kind of cool um it's a super fun race to add to a party and like it all tracks with you know his whole gotta bring back my dead girlfriend and kill all these american fools right these weird americans yeah (laughs) weird americans who stole my organs Um, so for class, I also went with, like, some weird homebrew shit. It's, um, a necromancer variant called an Athcana Lich. Um, Ooh. 
So in your general array for the F Kennelich, your intelligence is the highest, followed by constitution and then dexterity. Okay. You're proficient in light and medium armor, which covers his sexy loincloth. So mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah. Um, and he seems very lich-like, honestly, in the way that he operates in the films as well. So Right? Yeah. yeah like, I would... Definite, definite lich vibes from yes. the hotel. <laughs> definite lich vibes. <laughs> big, big lich vibes. Hot lich summer. <laughs> um, you get a proficiency in one weapon. Um, I picked a dagger because that's how he and Anaxuna Moon murder the pharaoh. Mm-hmm. Um, advantage on constitution and intelligence saving throws and free skills. I picked arcana, history, and religion, which kind of obvious as a high priest of Osiris. So Yeah, yeah. Um, at first level, you choose the past of the Lich, and you can either pick Dark Lord or Death Knight. Um, very Harry Potter World of Warcraft, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, so I picked Dark Lord. Uh, the Dark Lord is a powerful spellcaster who utilizes all of their spells and maximizes them. Those who follow this path are recognized as the most powerful and fearsome liches, able to tear their enemies apart with a single motion. So, yeah. 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 Cracks. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, you start off with something called Dark Arts, and when you cast any spell from the School of Necromancy that deals necrotic damage, you add your spellcasting mod to damage rolls, and... It also gives you extra cantrips per every level that you gain. You can pick, like, one extra cantrip per level. Um, so, um, I just picked, like, Mage Hand, Poison Spray, Eldritch Blast, and Prestidigitation. Just a kind of nice smattering of stuff, because he controls the elements and, you know, does all sorts of weird shit, so. Yeah, he's pretty versatile from, from his abilities that we see, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, you also get a phylactery which is your essence stored in one small object. It can be a ring or an amulet, and if it's destroyed, you are permanently dead. You don't need to carry it with you to survive, but you must ensure its safety. Right. Hashtag glitch vibes. (laughs) Hashtag glitch vibes. (laughs) Um, When an attack would reduce you to zero, you can make a constitution save, and if you succeed, you'll only fall to one HP instead. Okay. Um... At second level, you get Drain, Touch, and Mercy. That gives you the ability to siphon health from living creatures. So uh, it'll cost you one spell slot, but you can make a melee spell attack, and if it's successful, you do 1d4 necrotic damage plus your constitution mod, and then you heal the same amount of damage that you dealt. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. If you are feeling merciful... You can touch a friendly creature within range and use any excess temporary HP to heal them. Um, nice. He's probably not going to, you know, spoilers. I, <laughs> spoiler alert. Probably not. Nobody. No. Um, <laughs> but if you wanted to play a kinder, friendlier lich, that is available to you. Yeah. You can be a nice <laughs> lich. The good lich. I'm a good lich. <laughs> Um, at third level, you unlock Undead Dominance, uh, so a skeleton that you see within 30 feet has to make a wisdom save against your DC, or it falls under your complete sway until it's destroyed. Okay, cool. So, yeah, he calls up all those skeleton priests to fight Rick and Jonathan, and, you know. Yeah. 
gotta, gotta have your undead army. Exactly. Um, it's important. It is. It's so important. Um, at 6th level, you gain immunity to turn undead, uh, which is kind of cool because until 6th level, you are vulnerable to anything that affects the undead. Right. So, one paladin and it's over. Yeah, one paladin and you're going to murder your entire party. So, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of fun. Um, and then you also get control of zombies with your undead, undead domination. Uh, nice. At 9th level, you gain Mask of Unlife, and you can temporarily disguise yourself as the living, and then walk around with them without them running away from you in terror because you're this gross undead thing. Right. Um, and I figured this, you know, that's kind of his whole thing. He wants to be like strong, sexy Imhotep again, and then go smooch Evie. Right. Um. <laughs> well, that's what happens. He gets all powered up and looks like a normal sexy dude, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Your lich powers will make you a sexy dude, is what this movie teaches us. Yeah. Um. <laughs> embrace, embrace your lich powers. Be strong. Be confident. <laughs> be, the, be the lich you want to see in the world. Yeah. Um. And uh, you can also now take control of race with your undead domination. At 11th level, you get the effects of Dimension Door uh, with the extra bonus uh, that you can use the ability a number of times equal to your intelligence modifier and you regain all uses upon a short rest. Nice. Um, yeah, Dimension Door is the one that lets you teleport yourself to any spot within range of the spell and the range of the spell is actually 500 feet. Yeah. That's kind of dope. Pretty great. Yeah, that's fucking cool as hell. Um, at 12th level, you can take control of specters and ghosts with your undead dominion. And at 14th level, you get Necrotic Potency. So when you cast a damaging spell, you can choose to change its damage to Necrotic, making it deal two extra die of damage. And you can treat any one damage die as two. So that's pretty sick. Pretty dang sick. Um, at 18th level, you become a Master of the Arcade. And the knowledge of dark magic flows through you. At the end of a short rest, you can choose two spells from any class list until the end of your next short rest, and these spells will act as lich spells for you, and you can cast them just like anything else. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so just for the extra mummy flavor, I chose Summon Undead from Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Mm -hmm. You call forth an undead spirit uh, and choose its form. You can do ghostly, putrid, or skeletal. Um, each type has a different type of advantage and benefit. Like, Putrid gets Festering Aura, which forces any creature um, within range to make a con save, or they'll be poisoned. Um, Ghostly does Incorporeal Passage, so they can move through objects and creatures as if they were difficult terrain. Uh, Skeletal gets Grave Bolt, so that gives you a ranged attack spell. Uh, so there's a lot of options on that that can kind of help you even the playing field nice. a little. And then finally, at 20th level, you get Lichdom Awakening. <laughs> that sounds pretty freaking fun. You become a true master of life and death. You become the embodiment of death and all of its power. Your intelligence knows no bounds and increases by four to a max of 24. Oh, wow. You are in yeah, right? Fuck. Uh, your senses are infused with magic, giving you true sight up to 120 feet. Any okay. creature that dies within 60 feet of you is risen as an undead servant under your control. Oh, that's cool. 
<laughs> so like that's fucking sick i was i was really into that because hot damn if that isn't like the funnest shit to see yeah absolutely so good that's um, awesome yeah um because of how powerful liches are uh, the class and its subclasses cannot be multi-classed, so... Yeah, no, it's too... That'd be not fair. Yeah, that was a specific note in the description of it, and I was actually really glad that it was there, because if you multi-class that with something else, like, that's just game over, man. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, that's not cool. <laughs> not cool at all. Um, for background, I went with Cursed, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, we know the origin of the curse. It's the Humdai ritual, uh... For traits, I went with, I engage in a variety of rituals to lessen my curse. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's a whole movie. Yeah. Um, ideal, retribution. Yep. Yes. Uh, for Bond, this curse pushed my family or lover away. I would do anything to get them back. Yeah, uh-huh. it's spot on. Yeah. His sexy girlfriend. That's, get her. that's all it is. Yeah, it's... um and then for flaws i blame my misfortunes on the curse even when i know it was my own actions that caused it oh absolutely not had an affair with her and killed the pharaoh he could have avoided that pretty easily exactly Um, (laughs) for his alignment he is the big bad in those movies and i should just make him straight evil but i had a hard time doing that because he didn't really do what he did because he was like, I'm going to be an evil fucking wizard. Like, yeah, no, he just kind of did it for his own means to, to for his own, yeah, yeah he's, I think he's a exactly. neutral. Yeah. Yeah. So I went with chaotic neutral because that just made more sense to me. I agree. Um, yeah. Although I fully understand and respect the case for him to be evil if that's how y'all feel. So. Yeah. Um, so that's Imhotep, my chaotic neutral revenant Akena Lich. Oh, I love it. That was such a good idea. Thanks. Oh, what fun. What yeah, fun. That was, that was a good one. Shout out to whoever came up with those classes and races. On yeah. Game. That's great. That's great. That yeah. would be a fun, like, possible, like, not final villain, but, like, a possible villain for a party to run into. Absolutely. Like, I was kind of thinking it would be a fun plant for a DM to put in as an NPC that might, like, do a switcheroo. Yeah. That's like, what I'm thinking. Yeah, like, that that would be a super fun build for that. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's great. I love it. Thanks, dude. I had I had a really good time doing that because it's not my typical shit. Yeah, so. heck yeah, nice work. <laughs> Thanks, friend. How about you? I'm super excited to find out what you did. So I also kept into the theme of my, of you know, my, my crush of the week and all that jazz. So, uh, of course, I decided if I'm going to make a character from She-Ra, I, 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 gotta, I gotta make Adora. I gotta make She-Ra herself. Yeah! She's just so good. She's so oh. pure and sweet. <laughs> I'm so fucking happy. <laughs> so, I, yeah, and I think, I think you can probably guess with the race that I chose to make her, um, chose to go ASMR because, you know. Absolutely. Guardians of law and good. <laughs> And, you know, all that fun stuff, and absolutely, 110%. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, I gave her, for her different, uh, boo, 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 where's my mm, other stuff in, I haven't really, I don't think I've made an ASMR before on here, so, 
Yeah, you get All a you get a bonus to wisdom for one and charisma for two when you make the character. Um, they get dark vision. Uh, they get celestial legacy where they know the light cantrip. Uh, once you reach third level, you can cast the lesser restoration spell once with uh once with this trait, and you regain the ability to do so when you finish a long rest. Uh, once you reach fifth level, you can cast the daylight spell once with this trait and uh trait as a third level spell. And you regain the ability to do so when you finish a long rest. Charisma is your spell casting ability for for these spells, um, which is great because she is like also kind of a little bit of a healer along with she yeah. wants to punch things. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, resistance to necrotic and radiant damage. So I felt like I had to just by by the nature of her character make her a, a just full on paladin. Well, yeah. She's she's a paladin. <laughs> she she has a you know a, a moral compass that she abides by, mm-hmm. and um yeah it it felt like the and it felt like the best for the stats that we want to put into in terms of strength and wisdom and charisma. Those sound very much like the character yeah, that we know. Totally on the nose for sure. So I I gave her proficiencies in athletics and medicine because uh, she. She's strong, she's athletic, she also know how to do heal. Yeah. Yeah, she, she's strong, she flips, she heals. Yeah, she she do all those things, basically. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I haven't made a paladin before, I think, ever. So this was fun. So exciting! So, yeah, you get divine sense. Uh, the presence of strong evil registers on your senses like a noxious odor and powerful uh, good rings like heavenly music in your ears. That is an action... You can open your awareness to detect such forces until the end of your next turn. You know the location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet of you that is not behind total cover. Uh, You know the type, celestial fiend or undead, of any being whose presence uh, you sense, but not its identity. Uh, The vampire Count Strahd von Stravich, for instance, you know, you can say, I I know that's an undead, but I, I don't know, I don't know who that is. Gotcha. So it's like, you're not gonna be like, I see you, Phil. Yeah, yeah, you can't, you cannot see specifically Phil. Right. You can speculate. You can maybe guess at what the zombie's name might be. And if it is Phil, then the zombie's like, holy shit, man. Oh, wow. How did you... She took a run! She took a run! You can use this feature a number of times equal to one plus your charisma modifier. Uh, when you finish a long rest, you regain all expended uses, which is nice. Awesome. Um, you get lay on hands at first level, which is great. Uh, you, your blessed touch can heal wounds. You know, everybody, everybody knows our lay on hands. That's classic, yeah. classic paladin, classic, classic paladin, paladin spell. Uh, fighting style. I chose dueling because she has her sword, and mm-hmm. and that is her weapon. Period. There is there is no other there is no other sword but the sword of protection. That is that is her sword. Yeah. 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 But you Absolutely. know fits fits for her so it was like great perfect um you get all your fun spell casting there's i'll I'll go into what spells we've got towards the end here because you get some spells that are just naturally prepared uh as a paladin which are nice oh you get divine smite at second level uh starting at second level when you hit a creature with a melee weapon attack you can expend one spell slot to deal radiant damage to the target in addition to the weapon's damage the extra damage is 2d8 for a first level spell slot plus 1d8 for each spell slot higher than first to a maximum of 5d8 which is pretty freaking awesome 
Wow, that's super rad. Uh, yeah, and the damage increases by 1d8 if the target is an undead or a fiend to a maximum of 68, which kicks butt. Nice. Uh, divine health by third level, the divine magic flowing through you makes you immune to disease, which is great. Yeah, rad. So paladins get oaths that they choose at third level. I chose Oath of Devotion because it makes the most sense. It's basically the oath that is like, I devote myself to justice and order and virtue and all those good things, which is very much this character. (laughs) For sure, yeah. Just upholding the good and the righteous. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you get channel divinity at third level, which is when you take uh, when you take the oath of devotion. Uh, you gain the following two channel divinity options: sacred weapon. As an action, you can imbue one weapon that you are holding with positive energy using your channel divinity for one minute. You add your charisma modifier to attack rolls made with the weapon, uh, with a maximum bonus of plus one. Nice. Or turn the unholy. As an action, you present your holy symbol and speak a prayer. Uh, censoring fiends and undead using your channel divinity. Each fiend or undead that can see or hear you within 30 feet must make a wisdom saving throw. If the creature fails the saving throw, it is turned for one minute or until it takes damage, which is handy. Yeah. Uh, you get your Oath of Devotion spells, which your Oath of Devotion spells once you uh, reach max level. At third level, you get protection from evil and good and sanctuary. Uh, at fifth level, you get re- lesser restoration and zone of truth. Everyone's, zone of truth. Everyone's favorite spell. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Fuck yeah! Made made popular by Clint McElroy. By Clint McElroy, janitor and <laughs> paladin. <laughs> Interplanetary janitor. Interplanetary Clint janitor Clint McElroy. <laughs> uh, at ninth level, you get beacon of hope and dispel magic. Nice. Thirteenth, uh, you get freedom of movement and guardian of faith. And at 17th, you get Commune and Flame Strike. Uh, these are all heckin' great. There's Paladin spells are, are basically just either, you know, Healy spells, uh, buffing your ally spells, or I am big scary tank, I do the damage spells, which... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Which fits again. Uh, we get War of Protection at 6th level. Starting at 6th level, whenever you or a friendly creature within 10 feet of you must make a saving throw, the creature gains a bonus to the saving throw equal to your Charisma modifier with a minimum bonus of plus 1. Uh, you must be conscious to grant, the bo- grant this bonus. That's really cool. Yeah, and then at 18th level, the range increases to 30 feet, so that's really handy for your friendos. That's awesome. I like that. That's really cool. Support your friends, everybody. Support your friends. Support your friends. And then you get Aura of Devotion at 7th level. Uh, you and, a friend, and friendly creatures within 10 feet of you can't be charmed while you are conscious. Nice. And then, yeah, and then at 18th level that increases to 30 feet. So, again, very handy for your friendos. Yeah. Good looking out. Yeah, it's, it's good looking out. The, the Devotion Paladin is just good looking out. Thanks, bro. Because yeah. uh, at 10th level... <laughs> You get aura of courage. You and your friendly and friendly creatures within ten feet of you can't be frightened while you are conscious. Oh, so good! The power of friendship. Right, and then that increases to thirty feet again at eighteenth level, which is nice. Excellent. Uh, you get improved divine smite by eleventh level. You are so uh, suffused with righteous might that all your melee weapon strikes <laughs> carry divine power within them. Whenever you hit a creature with a melee weapon, the creature takes an extra one d eight radiant damage. Yeah. You hit so good. You hit so good. You just hit so good. 
<laughs> Beginning at 14th level, you can use your action to end one spell on yourself or one willing creature that you touch. You can use this feature a number of times equal to your charisma modifier, a minimum of once, and you regain expended uses when you finish a long rest. So I believe she has a plus four to her charisma modifier. So mm. four times a day, I can touch somebody and say, nah, you're not, no spell on you. No, no spell on you no more. <laughs> That's awesome. Which is great. So good. Uh, beginning at 15th level, you are always under the effects of protection from good and evil, uh, which is great. Nice. What else we got? Uh, at 18th level, that's all the auras go to 30 feet instead of 10 feet, which is great. And then at 20th level, uh, you get Holy Nimbus. At 20th level, as an action... You can emanate an aura of sunlight. For one minute, bright light shines from you in a 30-foot radius, and dim light shines 30 feet beyond that. Whenever an enemy creature starts its turn in the bright light, the creature takes 10 radiant damage. Yeah. In addition, for the duration, you have advantage on saving throws against spells cast by fiends or undead. Once you use this feature, you can't use it again until you finish a long rest. Uh, still kicks butt, though. Nice. Still, That's still, awesome. still kicks some booty. So yeah, paladins are good. <laughs> they are good. Yeah. Paladins good, you guys. Uh, is is what I've learned. Uh, so yeah, I I combined a kind of custom background just so um I basically just went with the soldier background, but instead of doing tools, I did two skill proficiencies. Because um I wanted to give her survival and acrobatics, acrobatics because kind of obviously and um survival she kind of is able to find her way across the wasteland there's an episode and i uh yeah uh using materials in the crimson waste adora was able to find the right way to go so yeah she's she's got some ability in that that i wanted to include in there that's awesome and um gave her the soldier background like i said because it fits um yeah it's because she was she was a uh, soldier in the horde army before she you know set on her path yeah uh definitely a a lawful or chaotic good uh it depends on her mood sometimes i think towards the end of the series she's a little bit more chaotic just because of you know her relationship with katra and you know yeah doing good for the sake of good rather than it being like her her the lawful duty to do it and doing it in the correct way she sort of does a little bit more of her own thing exactly loosens it up a little bit to get the the good good results yeah so her personality traits um i gave her i face problems head on a simple direct solution is the best path to path to success and uh i enjoy being strong and like breaking things because it's true (laughs) i love that i love that (laughs) yeah so good right ideals greater good our lot is to lay down our lives in defense of others like absolutely uh, bonds. The, a little bit of both of the those who fight beside me are worth dying for and I fight for those who cannot fight for themselves. You know, just I fight because fight good is is basically her attitude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, flaws were, was a little bit more difficult in this, but kind of the she's she I'd rather eat my own armor than admit that I'm wrong. Cause I feel like that's true. Yeah, that seems that seems to track for sure. But I think also the whole idea of making a mistake has cost, you know, not necessarily many lives in this case, but but cost what she became like her her whole 
initial alignment with with how she grew up and that yeah. very much affects her and who she yeah. became later on so yeah, do that so uh so yeah i also wanted to give her i wanted to make sure that she had a kick-ass weapon because she's you know she's gotta so i gave her the yeah. moon blade because i feel like that's appropriate absolutely the moon blade is kick-ass weapon in D and y'all should check it out it's basically a sentient blade that chooses people who are embody like ideals of like goodness and strength and 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 generally good things so right it's like a very excalibur only the worthy yes or like mjolnir like you know the 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 weapon that chooses the worthy i love that shit yeah it's it's very good and it and it feels very appropriate in this case so yeah so yeah that's adora slash shira the the asmr lawful slash chaotic good paladin kick butt fight all the things fucking so good Thanks, oh dude she was super fun i i again it's another class that i really never uh looked into playing at all but i'm like yeah these are fun i would play this that's so D is so good D is so good everybody <laughs> also i love the weird synchronicity of like we chose the characters that it would be most exciting to have face off against each other. Right? <laughs> right? Like undead lich person versus like very good paladin good girl. So good. Yeah, so good. Yeah. That's awesome. I love Heck it. Yeah, very good. I also <laughs> also just want to point out, God, the design for the new Shira Adoro uh, is just so good. It's such an improvement right. on, you know, because, listen, we all love the 80s, everybody, but... Yeah, yeah. That outfit was ridiculous and, and not... And <laughs> female outfits for... In general? Yeah. Yeah. Just be yeah. like, this, this was designed by a cis man, and that's all I gotta say. So it's nice to see practical armor that still looks cool. That will function, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Heck yeah. Oh, that was such a good one, dude. I love it. Thanks, dude. Awesome. This was another another episode in the 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 books of the internet. In the in the series of tubes. Ether books. The ether books. <laughs> the audiobooks <laughs> of of the interwebs. That was super fun. Thanks for that was super fun. Thanks for joining me on that one, Shannon. That was great. Absolutely. My pleasure. My favorite. <laughs> yeah. That was that was very, very fun and exciting, as always. Absolutely. A nice, positive, uplifting Sunday afternoon podcast. <laughs> yeah. We we hope you all enjoy your the rest of your Easter. We hope you all had a nice week. And again, happy belated Trans Day of Visibility. Again, whether you're visible or not, whether you choose to be or not, you are loved and important and matter. And yeah, that's never forget that. It's true. Absolutely. It's dang true. Gosh, we're ending on such a somber note now. We're not usually like this. How do we how do we change this? What's something stupid I can say? I don't have anything stupid to say. Oh no. Um I'll post a picture of Brendan Fraser sharing a carrot with his horse on their social. That'll, that would be great. That'll make everyone feel better. Oh, you know what would be great? If if Brendan Fraser's horse met World Wide Webster and they were friends. 
<laughs> and they went on adventures together. Oh, uh, I would watch that show. Somebody, somebody tell the McElroys that Brendan Fraser has a horse that was bullied by other horses. <laughs> oh, God, I wonder if they know. They somebody probably don't know. Somebody needs to tell them. Somebody needs to tell them. This needs to be an anime right now. manage one more property right like yeah why not yeah it's fine they gotta be <laughs> horse friends the macaroids are friends to horses yeah, they are friends to horses everywhere <laughs> anyway on that note i have been lynn and i have been shannon oh we hope y'all have some week <laughs> Oh, that hurt. Why did I do that? Why do I do these things? Why am I like this? Excellent multi-octave adventure. <laughs> I don't know if that was multi-octave. That was just... That was just me squeaking. I don't know if that's a... That might be a sound that cannot be heard by horses. So apologies to our horse friends who might be listening. Oh, man. So good. <laughs> All right. Bye. We love y'all.